Well, welcome back to another episode of the Leadership Download. Today is another very exciting topic. Uh, we're actually doing part one of an interview today. But uh, before we go into that, um, just wanted to let you all know that um, you can check out our website, www.theleadershipdownload.com. We have a lot of exciting things coming up within the Leadership Download. A lot of things that Travis and I have been planning. Uh, we just a few weeks ago um, recorded together a lot of content uh, back in his hometown, Gardner, North Carolina. So special thanks to his home church, Faith Community Church, and um, really opening up their church for us to record um, really over content over the over a span of two days. Uh, so we have a lot of exciting ventures coming up. Um, so feel free to check out our website. There's some offerings on our website already. Uh, we do have exclusive content that we're offering. So if you subscribe to um, to that, you can check that out on our website if you want to get some exclusive content. I know we've been providing a lot of our content for free, but we're going to provide um, some exclusive content. If you do subscribe, it's going to be a little bit more high quality uh, with with excellent speakers, excellent content, um, and we are still going to continue to uh, pursue and continue having the free content on our various podcast platforms. Um, now, so going into today's uh, discussion is going to be um, a good mentor of mine, Pasquale Ragusio. Um, I've known him for several years. Uh, Pasquale is a leadership professional in the business aviation industry. And I've had the pleasure of working with Pasquale and being mentored by him and still am being mentored by him to this day. Uh, one thing to know about Pasquale, he's uh, very passionate about the topic of leadership and he is a true model of who I call a true leader. He truly cares about his people. He truly cares about the um, the business that he works for. He truly cares about everything that he does. Uh, a true family man and it truly shows um, as you'll see in his interview. Uh, we're continuing the discussion on creating positive change. Now, um, creating positive change, you might have heard this before. Yes, we did have a, a webinar or mastermind course that we did. It was very exclusive and we are going to have a replay in the next couple of weeks. So if you did miss that webinar on creating positive change, um, feel free, keep an eye out. Um, for the future um, webinar for that. Uh, if you want to be notified of that also, you can go to our website, www.theleadershipdownload.com and go to the bottom of the page and subscribe to our page there. And uh, so you can be first to know about any anything uh, coming up with the Leadership Download podcast. Um, yeah, so we're continuing the discussion on creating positive change, and this is part one of a two-part discussion. So um, you can catch part two in two weeks, and um, if you want to re-watch or re-listen, um, this podcast will be available on all platforms, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, and we're also on Spotify and Apple. So we truly hope this adds value to your leadership. Um, we thank you to special thanks to Pasquale for being a part of the Leadership Download podcast. Um, 
and we really hope you enjoy this content and thank you for taking the time in uh, listening. So feel free to relax as we and take notes as we listen to uh, Pasquale and uh, my interview with him on the topic of creating positive change. All right, Pasquale, thank you so much for uh, being a part of the Leadership Download podcast. I know you're a busy person and really appreciate uh, you taking the time out of, of your busy day. Um, so, Pasquale, to kind of start off, you know, we've known each other for several years and I really see you as really one of my close mentors throughout um, my growth within the aviation industry. And you've always been you've always been really passionate about the topic of leadership and helping people leadership development. Where does this uh, stem from in, in you? Well, you know, uh, Cameron, first of all, thank you for having me on. And uh, yeah, I mean, I truly enjoyed my time uh, working with you when you sat out in Teterboro for that that year or so. Uh, definitely learned a lot from you as well. Uh, so appreciate our relationship. And again, thanks for having me. But um, to answer your question, uh, the passion for leadership, it really started from my parents and the way they raised me, my brother, my sister. Uh, funny, we're all leaders in one way or another. You know, my brother is a mayor of a town. Uh, my sister is a vice principal, you know, on her way to principal and definitely a superintendent one day. Uh, I am a director of, of operations and in, in aviation. But it, it started at an early age from my parents and just cultivating how we treat people. That's really what how we were raised is make sure you treat people the right way. Treat them with respect. Your elders, your peers, people younger than you. Uh, our, my parents, our parents, you know, they put a lot of time and effort into making sure that we were respectful kids and even into our, our adulthood. Uh, and even my father, you know, he, he was a leader. He, he owned a coat factory uh, in, in Hoboken, New Jersey. He came to this country with no money in his pocket from Italy when he was like 15 or 16 years old, working in sweatshops, uh, working with people and slowly but surely saved his money. And he was able to purchase his own factory with a partner. And my father had, uh, you know, probably hundreds of people working uh, he'll never say under him because that's not who my father is working with yeah. him, right? Helping him. Um, and, and he did that for like 20, 25 years. It was super successful, had to sell the business because at that time in the, in the 90s, everything started going overseas. But it's funny, if, if you walked with my father in Hoboken uh, after he, he, you know, he sold his shop and sold his businesses, um, people that worked with him, you know, would stop us in the streets and just hug him and kiss yeah. him and just thank him for everything that he ever did for them. Um, and, and would tell us kids, like, we are so lucky to have the father that we have because he was just so good to people. Yeah, he was in business to make money. I mean, that's what he had to do, right? He had to put food on the table. But at the end of the day, he truly enjoyed working and helping people. So it really all started there uh, at such a young age, just watching my father and how he dealt with people and my mother and how they dealt with people and how they just cared for others uh, and cared for us and, us and really cultivated that into us. But, you know, growing up myself, I, I didn't know that I wanted to be a leader or you know, I had no idea. I didn't know what that was. But I knew that growing up myself, uh, you know, the way I treated my friends and the way I treated their parents uh, and, and sports. I mean, I, I played sports my whole life. I mean, I, I played it all. You know, I loved it. But what I always found with sports is that I always just loved to be, I, I guess I just, I was so competitive uh, mm -hmm. 
and in team sports, it's not all about you. It's other people. So I yeah. found myself pushing other people to do better. Uh, you know, I was always the rah-rah guy. Like, Let's go. We can do this. We can win. Uh, and I just saw things uh, along the way. Like I just saw that it, I was effective and I, and I had something there. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that came into my career, you know, went through college and, and started working in aviation as a security guard, as a doorman over the years. Uh, started getting promoted. Uh, you know, then I started having employees that I worked with, you know, they, they directly reported to me. And I just felt like I had this, this knack for leadership. I didn't know what it was, but I just felt like I was getting the best out of people and they wanted to work with me. They wanted to, to fight with me. And ultimately, I eventually decided to go get my, my master's in business with a concentration in management, management and leadership because I mm -hmm. felt like there was something there. And to this day, it's probably the best decision I ever made because it helped cultivate my career. Uh, and it just helped me become even more and more passionate about leadership and, and wanting to, to help others and help them grow and help their careers. You know, some of the most enjoyment I get right now is watching other general managers thrive, right? Yeah. Taking them from one place where they think they, they, they're, they're maxed out or, or they think they can't grow anymore and just showing them the way that, hey, no, you have more skills. Like your ceiling is super high. We we need to we need to to dig into that. We need to cultivate that. You're you're capable of more than you think, mm -hmm. and it's really just people. <laughs> At the right. end of the day, it's it's knowing how to lead people, how to cultivate people, how to how to hold them accountable the right way. You know, mm -hmm. these are all the things that that just drive my passion way beyond a paycheck. I truly yeah. love watching people develop and getting the best out of them. I mean, to answer your question. Yeah, and I definitely saw that when working side by side with you is you're all about people. And that's what really makes, that's what uh, helps you really motivate the teams. But, you know, oftentimes before we go into the content, I do have a few more questions that came up. Um, you know, oftentimes leadership can be very exhausting. And I know you have a great passion for leadership, but, you know, there are times when you just get tired, exhausted, so what do you do to kind of refill yourself and keep that passion for leadership and passion for people? Well, I know exactly what you're saying. You know, it, it can be tiring at times. I mean, you, you have to deal with so many different types of people, right? Yeah. But part of being a leader is being able to adapt to different characters and personalities because no two people are the same. Right. You can have one person that is just super nice and engaging uh, and just cares about everybody. And they're just so easy to, to cultivate and guide. And then you have those people that are just could be angry and, and everything is against them and everything is a problem. And, and, and they, they don't, they're not solution based. Uh, but that's, that's where it could get tiring, right? It's just mm -hmm. like, you have to adapt to all these different types of people and you have to try to figure out how to push the right button to get them to understand. Right. To just this is the right way or it, not necessarily the only way, but this is kind of the, the guiding force. This is, this is the direction that you should go in. But yeah, I mean, there's times that I, I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm just, you know, I'm so over it. And then I remind myself, no, you know, I'm in my role for a reason and I need to hold myself to a higher standard and I can never be over it. Right. I have to yeah. keep fighting and I have to keep pushing, but ultimately what drives me is I'm there. There's an end game, right? The, yeah, it could be tiring. It could be exhausting. And sometimes you want to give up. But when you don't and you keep pushing, eventually that person that could be a struggle or, or is constantly just negative or fighting you, eventually they start to change. 
and eventually start to make progress. And eventually the, the needle starts to move and they become more positive. And I think that they, that's what drives me is that there is an end result and, and normally it's a win. And, you know, sometimes it's not right. And sometimes, sometimes, you know, some people just don't get it. And, and that's okay too. You just keep battling, you keep fighting. And ultimately there's going to be an end game. There's going to be a solution one way or another. Right. Right. And then is there someone uh, or somewhere where you get your leadership knowledge and get fed on to, you know, increase your knowledge on leadership? Is there someone that you look up to? Yeah. I mean, actually, it's funny you say that. Uh, and I think you remember, but Marcus Lamanis, people process product, right? He's got his own show. Uh, he's right here on my desk to remind me. Uh, and if you don't know who he is, uh, look him up. But Marcus Lamanis is a tremendous leader, self-made a millionaire on his way to billionaire. Uh, you know, he's got a TV show where he goes in and he buys struggling businesses. And uh, yeah, he's got a ton of money, so it's easy to buy in. But what he does after the transaction, the financial transaction is incredible to me, right? And just to right. watch him interact with people and hold people accountable or on the on the flip side, take people that are talented, but are not, they're not doing enough or they're not allowed to do enough and then opening up the skies for them and just watching them succeed. Um, yeah, I mean, I, there's no doubt that, you know, he just, you know, I'm not a big book reader. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I, I don't, I don't, I should read books. I don't. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Marcus Lamanis is somebody that, you know, I follow his, his leadership path, but I've had some pretty good leaders that I've worked for and I've had some pretty bad ones, yeah. you know? Uh, and I tell people all the time, I feel like I'm kind of a mixture of me, Pasquale. Uh, you know, obviously from my parents and how they cultivated me, I'm also a mixture of what not to do because I've had some pretty bad leaders that I've reported to over the years. Uh, and I can, there's at least two or three that stand out in my mind. I'm not going to mention their names, uh, but I just watched them do everything wrong. And I watched how everybody reacted to it. And I vowed I would never be that way. And yeah. I remember some of these situations and I go through them at times and I'm like, nope, don't make that decision because you know what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I watched it upset people. I watched it kill cultures. But then I've had some fantastic leaders. You know, I, I have one right now that I look up to that that is just constantly getting the best out of me and and pushing me forward. I mean, I, I've just been blessed again with my parents watching some some not so good leaders and then having some pretty good mentors myself that have kind of formed who I am today. Uh, so yeah, I think it's just a mixture of a lot of different things, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm myself too, right? I, I am my own character, my own personality, but you know, I've learned a lot over the years. Yeah. Um, so now going into this topic on creating positive change and change management, uh, Travis and I just did a webinar on creating positive change. And, um, I, you know, from, from our relationship, I know, um, Pasquale, you've been through a lot of change. You've you've effectively managed through several situations, several, uh, several situations. And I just seen you just do it so well. I mean, there was a lot of difficult situations, I think in the past that I watched you go through and just saw you go push through it just on the other side. And you just, there were some mistakes made along the way, but we all learned from it as a team. Um, so just starting from the basics, how do you define change and what is change? So change has a lot of meanings, right? Yeah. And you could ask 50 different people and get 50 different responses. 
I don't really think there is an exact science to change. There's no real one definition, right? I mean, yeah, you could go to the dictionary and you look up change and you'll get some kind of answer, but change culture, uh, that means a lot of things to a lot of different people. Let me start off by saying, first of all, I love a challenge, right? So you have to be able to want to go into a situation that maybe is not so good, could be negative, could be really hard and say, I'm going to do that. If you can't look at yourself in the mirror and say, I can do this, then you're, you're, you're already setting yourself up for failure. But yeah. change to me, change culture is, first of all, it starts with a leader, right? It starts with somebody strong that has a directive, that has uh, an idea, that has uh, a list of things that need to be done. But really, change starts with, it's a feeling, right? I mean, the best way I could describe it, it's a feeling amongst many people, right? If you take a, a base uh, or an FBO in aviation, typically you have 30 to 100 employees at a, at a location. And if you pulled all 30 to 100 of those people and said, what's going on here? Or are you happy? Are you sad? Are you okay? Are you indifferent? You know, you're going to get a general consensus of what's going on, right? So again, to answer your original question, then I'll go a little bit deeper. Change to me is a feeling amongst a bunch of people or, or change is, I don't know that I'm describing it the right way, but you have to know what the feeling is. What is the overall general consensus of what's going on? And then what needs to change, right? Is it people? Is it the performance? Is it the actual product? What is it, right? So in my career, I've walked into some situations that were really challenging. And, you know, I've heard nothing, you know, before I walk in, I hear oh, all these employees are terrible. It's such a bad environment. Nobody can ever get these, these people to understand. They're stuck in their ways. They've been doing this for 25, 30. I've heard it all, right? I laugh at that because I'm like, you know what? You can't have 50 terrible people. It's just not right. going to happen, right? Maybe they weren't treated the right way. Maybe that culture or, or that feeling or that whatever it is they're going through, maybe it stems from one person, right? And typically a culture starts with the head, right? Mm -hmm. The head person it could be the CEO, could be a director, could be a general manager. They, they start that feeling. Yeah. They start. They're the ones that are initiating that energy that other people are going to feel. So I've walked into some situations where the first thing I did is I just talked to people, right? It always starts with people. And one by one, call people up and, or have them meet me in my office or meet them somewhere. Just ask them some questions. Like, hey, how are you doing? What are you feeling? What are we doing wrong here? What can we do better? Like, what are your ideas? And just having a simple conversation like that really makes people perk up. It's like, wait, hold on. You care what I think? Like, you want to know what my opinion is? I'm yeah. just a, an hourly frontline employee. Well, no, you're not. You're a really important cog in this wheel, just like everybody else is. Uh, but I want to know what your opinion is. And ever, after having all those conversations, you get the general con consensus of what the culture is, right? And then the change piece, right? Now, mm -hmm. as the leader, what do you want to change? Is there people in the wrong positions? Are they not being guided the right way as leaders? Are they not given the tools to succeed? And again, I've walked into situations where some of the leaders were not in the right roles. They shouldn't have been leaders, right? They Or, or they were promoted because of politics or... They were the right person. They just didn't have an idea how to do it. Um, but really to, to define, you know, change again, it, it, it's changing the feeling. It's changing the perception amongst a large group of people. 
uh, and really getting their buy-in and understanding what direction you're heading in and proving to them, right? And really not necessarily selling them, but proving to them through your actions that what you say you're going to do, you actually do. And right. once it starts to, once that momentum starts to build, people start to buy in and they're like, wait, this person's for real. Like they're not just talking because they want to talk. Like they really care. They want to see things better. Let me listen more. Let me hear more. Let me provide more feedback. People that never would speak up before would start to speak up now, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's a, a group of people coming together to say, I believe, I want to follow. I crave leadership. Tell me what I need to do. I want to be part of something bigger. And then you watch that feeling that I talked about before start to change. Well, we really hope you enjoyed this content of, on creating positive change. Um, I truly enjoyed this, this uh, discussion with Pasquale and talking about change and creating positive change. And I know those listening, you already can just see or hear just the passion that Pasquale has on leadership and change and um, has the experience of instituting change, being part of change and leading change. So I really hope you enjoyed this part one content with Pasquale. Um, feel free to rewatch or re-listen this content. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Spotify, and Apple. You can find out more about us at www.theleadershipdownload.com. Um, also keep an eye out for the replay of the Creating Positive Change um, Mastermind slash webinar. And also, uh, if you want to catch part two of our interview with Pasquale to continue this discussion on creating positive change, uh, feel free to catch it in about two weeks' time. Uh, well, we hope you enjoyed this content, and thank you for watching, and we hope you have a good one. Thank you.